You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting Faith and Family. Find out more about them on our website, kfuo.org. Look for Concordia University, Wisconsin in the sponsor section. It's time to hear from our friends in the field serving as missionaries today. We head to Mexico City to visit with the Reverend Andrew Schlund, serving as missionary there. Pastor Schlund, welcome to Faith and Family. Great to be with you today. So glad to have some time to, to talk with you and learn about your service to the Lord and his people in Mexico City. Fairly new to uh, to the mission field, as I understand it. Is that right? Uh, fairly renewed. Um, we did have several uh, missionaries serving here from oh, the mid-50s, the 60s to uh, the mid-90s. And then... Uh, we uh, left Mexico for a while, but now we're back. And and you and your family fairly new to uh, services missionaries as well, correct? Oh, services to missionary and uh, also uh, for myself, service as a as a pastor. I graduated from the seminary in 2014. Well, I received my call in 2014. Tell us about making the transition for uh, well, for you and your family to Mexico City. You, as I understand it, you and uh, your wife grew up here in the U.S. in uh, mostly Midwest. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, I'm a pastor's son, so grew up in Wisconsin, Nebraska, and my parents currently live in Montana. My wife is from uh, St. Charles, Missouri, so just down the street from KFUO. Uh, yeah, but we've lived in the Midwest the whole time. Uh, but as far as uh, the transition to Mexico City, uh, that has been an interesting uh, transition, especially since it's uh, one of the largest cities in the world. Uh, depending on which cab driver you talk to, it's anywhere from number one to number five, uh, just because where you try to figure out where the population line is. <laughs> but uh, so it's a very uh, large city, very busy, uh, makes St. Louis look a little tiny. Uh, but uh, yeah, the transition's been uh, very interesting with learning. Uh, a new language, learning a new culture, trying to navigate the city, figure out where you can buy groceries, uh, all sorts of things. When you first uh, planned to attend seminary, were you thinking of serving as an international missionary? Well, that's interesting. When I, when I first started uh, attending Concordia University in Nebraska, uh, I had all intentions of being uh, a missionary, but then I met, met my future wife. Uh, current wife, and uh, she was not interested in mission work at all. Um, and so we got to seminary. I was going to be a parish pastor uh, in the U.S., fine with that. It was great. Got to my uh, Master's of Sacred Theology year and received an email from the graduate school office asking if I've ever thought of teaching overseas. And uh, I thought I had. I knew I had. And, uh, but I knew my wife hadn't. So over dinner, I uh, proposed the idea and we prayed about it and she thought it was a good idea. So we, we proceeded from there. So how do you start a conversation like that over dinner? <laughs> well, it uh, pretty much went, hey, honey, I received this email. <laughs> and uh, 
she knew her feelings about it, uh, and she thought about it and prayed about it and uh, thought it was a good idea. Uh, We're not sure what changed her mind, but uh, here we are in Mexico City. And uh, somewhere along the way, the Lord grew your family, blessed your family with a a little blessing. Is that right? Definitely. Charlotte Schlund. She is two years old now, turned two at the end of March. And uh, and so Charlotte is a part of the the Schlund family, serving, learning, and growing in Mexico City. Tell me about making that transition to life in Mexico City. When you first uh, were headed there, you were, uh, your, your chief responsibility was to be a theological educator, correct? Yeah, that was, that was the original, the original plan when we uh, first set out on this adventure, first when we got the call and everything, but through various circumstances, um, an opportunity opened up in one of the Lutheran churches here in Mexico City uh, to serve as a pastor. And so uh, they they asked for me to serve there. The, the church is called Lutheran Church of the Good Shepherd. Um, and so I began to serve there, and that's uh, my primary responsibilities right now. Uh, I still work with uh, some of the pastors around the country, but uh, not as much as I would like to. I would like to devote more uh, time and energy uh, there, but... Uh, as any parish pastor knows, uh, a lot of time and energy is necessary to uh, serve a church. So both a need for a, a parish pastor as well as a theological educator. What? Tell me more about the work of a theological educator. What are the needs of those uh, who would be studying theology in Mexico? Oh, wow. Well, it's, a, it's an interesting set of circumstances because we're still in the— um, the infancy of trying to figure this out because one of our main goals here in Mexico city is to train up pastors, uh, to care for the congregations that exist. There, there are many, uh, vacancies around the country with only, uh, four pastors, not including the missionaries serving these congregations. And so we're trying to set up, uh, a variety of distance education, uh, through uh, a program called FPH uh, to to help train up pastors. And so we're trying to figure out the, the variety of circumstances uh, that uh, come with trying to educate uh, pastors, including vicarages and uh, including two-week intensives uh, scattered throughout uh, the country, uh, some conferences that we host here, uh, in Mexico City through uh, various uh, programs in the states like Luther Academy. Uh, and so it's uh, presenting itself as a challenge to try to uh, educate men from uh, a variety of different circumstances who have uh, jobs of their own, who may be going to congregations that can't support a full-time pastor. Uh, so there, there are many, a great many circumstances that we're, we're trying to deal with right now. Currently, we have uh, three vicars uh, that we're working with here in Mexico City. One vicar serves with me. Uh, one vicar serves with a national pastor at uh, St. Paul's Lutheran Church, and another uh, serves with 
my fellow missionary, Pastor Dan Conrad, in, uh, in St. Peter's Lutheran Church. And so we're working with them, trying to teach them uh, Greek, uh, trying to, we're doing a liturgy class uh, right now to help them, help familiarize them with the liturgy. Um, and we're currently coming to the close with that, and we're going to be uh, trying to create a curriculum for another class uh, to start in the fall. So lots of uh, circumstances, but we're, we're just beginning here. Tell me about the people you serve in Mexico City in your congregational Bon Pastor. Well, at El Buen Pastor, we, uh, we have a wide variety of people. Currently, we have uh, people from five different countries uh, that worship at our church. Uh, we have a couple uh, with two children from China. Uh, our keyboardist is from Haiti. Uh, we have uh, a dear sweet woman from Argentina. Uh, and obviously uh, ourselves from the United States and some from Mexico. So we have a very multicultural congregation, um, and they're just a bunch of great people who are very uh, devoted to uh, the church and um, are devoted to spreading the gospel. Um, so uh, right now we, we have uh, anywhere from uh, 40 to 50 people who usually attend on a Sunday, and uh, we have a Bible, well, we have a Bible class on Apocalypsis, uh, on Revelation, hmm. uh, that one of our uh, members is currently leading with material from uh, the Lutheran Hour uh, in Spanish, and uh, we have a Sunday school hour. Uh, I'm leading a uh, confirmation class, both in English and in Spanish. My vicar is uh, doing another youth confirmation class. And uh, uh, yeah, just a lot of things going on. We're also uh, working, We once a month we take uh, a tortas, which is, is a fancy word for sandwiches, to uh, a hospital in the area. So we're trying to reach out in many different ways uh, to the community as well. Tell me about adjusting to life in another culture with a, a, a another language. What has it been like uh, learning the language and the culture of the people in your city? Well, it's uh, it's been really interesting. Uh, people are, are very patient with us, um, but there's also a great number of people who can understand and speak uh, English. So we might go out to a restaurant and uh, we'll be struggling with uh, our Spanish and then the waiter will just switch to English. And uh, he, the, the waiter will speak uh, pretty good English uh, in reality. But actually the translation hasn't been, uh, hasn't been terrible. Uh, to give you an idea, we, we have a McDonald's right across the street uh, there are malls scattered all over the place with uh, all sorts of familiar stores like Old Navy and, uh, and the rest. So uh, there's a, a lot more familiar things here. It's, it's not the same as being in the middle of Africa or in Southeast Asia or somewhere like that. It's, uh, 
very similar to life in the United States. So from that aspect, it hasn't been uh, terribly difficult. But at the same time, uh, and we haven't really figured it out all the way, there's something uh, about the, the culture that just isn't the same as in the United States. Uh, people with different values, different expectations, uh, different ideas of how the world works. And so uh, that's been a, a little challenging uh, for us. Uh, but at the same time, people are wonderful. They've been very uh, patient and gracious with us, and uh, we're very blessed to be here. Tell me about family life in for you in Mexico City. Oh, family life. <laughs> well, uh, that's interesting. Uh, we Kelsey takes care of Charlotte uh, by and large, uh, taking her to different parks. I uh, I've set aside time. Uh, for my family, uh, apart from my day off, uh, once a week where we can go to a park uh, in the morning and enjoy enjoy time because we're in a concrete jungle here. So uh, it's nice to get uh, away to a park every now and again. So uh, th that's where our life usually, uh, where it revolves, is uh, taking Charlotte to a park. Kelsey uh, daily takes Charlotte to a park. Some days goes to the grocery store. Uh, but yeah, family has been uh, interesting. And with uh, a daughter as young as that, we can't uh, go all day. So <laughs> we're interested to see how life will change as uh, she gets older and doesn't need to take naps and things like that. But, uh, yeah, lots of parks, uh, right across the street, there's, a uh, a plaza called Plaza Inn and, uh, it has one of those, uh, McDonald's play places, you know, and, uh, Charlotte loves to go in the ball pit there and she'll, she'll tell us all about that because she's, uh, getting, uh, new words in her repertoire. So she'll say playground, ball pit, uh, <laughs> park, all sorts of things. And she'll just go stand in front of the door waiting for us to go. And uh, she's very adorable like that. Who has been most resourceful in helping you learn about life in Mexico City? Earlier, you mentioned, uh, depending on which cab driver you ask, uh, you get different information regarding the, uh, the, the city. Uh, who's been most resourceful and uh, most helpful in making your transition to life in Mexico City? Oh, boy, that comes in a, a couple different stages. When I first got here, we had a geo-missionary uh, by the name of Tyler McMiller. Uh, and our time overlapped for a few months. So he was uh, very excellent at helping us uh, figure out what we needed to do, uh, where we could go, uh, how things worked, uh, what, what was the metro uh, like, where did people live, uh, how to get to the church. So he was very helpful with uh, those kinds of things. Um, my fellow missionary pastor, Daniel Conrad, has also been uh, a very great resource for information, has been wonderful with helping us uh, in difficult situations because he's a, he's a career missionary. And so he has many, many years under his belt uh, from his time in Venezuela and then arriving here 
about six months before we did. Uh, and so he helped us uh, with our visas uh, the first couple of weeks we were here. Uh, he's been a great resource as well. Uh, also, the people at church have been wonderful about uh, telling us what parts of the city uh, we should visit, what kinds of things we should uh, look out for, and uh, very willing and able, if we needed to call them for anything, they would they would most definitely help us out uh, with whatever we needed. And so they've been uh, very great. And then various uh, conversations with cab drivers, Uber drivers, uh, or even on the bus uh, with people, uh, just uh, getting recommendations for restaurants or whatever. Uh, people have been very kind about that as well. Well, speaking of restaurants, bringing up one of my favorite topics to discuss with missionaries, tell me what you've learned about food in, in Mexico City. Oh, I don't know if we have enough time for that. <laughs> um, the food here is fantastic beyond all uh, imagining in the United States. Um, I'm sure every one of the, the listeners can identify with their maybe their favorite Mexican restaurant in the States. Uh, but it's entirely different than uh, Mexican Mexican food is like here, and it's a uh, it's better. It's uh, I, I have to say, no offense to any uh, <laughs> any restaurants owners in the states, but uh, it's just different and wonderful and uh, lots of variety, um, more things than I even knew uh, Mexico had, and. You, you can't really get a bad meal here. Uh, if you're if you try to get any Mexican food, it's going to be good. Uh, from uh, vendors on the street to uh, the best restaurant you can get or whatever, uh, the food is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of our favorites, uh, something that I don't remember ever seeing in the states, are. Uh, stuffed peppers and you can get them stuffed with uh just about anything and then they're dipped in this batter and uh fried up and uh chile chile's rellenos they're called and uh they're just absolutely fantastic and the tacos and everything you can imagine it's a uh, it's pretty wonderful sounds delicious uh, i'm ready to uh ready to come enjoy a feast with you <laughs> Please, you're welcome anytime. Who are the others that you serve with in the, the, the mission in Mexico City? Who are those that uh, who have gone before you or those you're serving with presently? You mentioned Tyler earlier. Um, who are you working with to, to bring the word of God to uh, the folks in, in Mexico City? Yeah, so uh, we had Tyler McMiller for a while. He's now um, going to seminary at Fort Wayne. Uh, and I think he's starting this fall, I believe. And, uh, so we had him, he was a great geo missionary. He worked, uh, with all the congregations before pastor Conrad or I arrived, uh, working with music, uh, ministries in each of the congregations, also teaching catechism classes, uh, and a lot of stuff like that. So he really worked to lay the foundation for, uh, Pastor Conrad and my's our work here in Mexico, um, which also brings up Pastor Conrad. He he serves one of the congregations 
He also does the lion's share of the theological education right now. He's uh, teaching the classes, and I assist him in any way possible. And so, uh, yeah, he he is doing great work here in Mexico along with his wife and uh, his daughter as well. Uh, we're also one of our chief partners here in Mexico City is uh, the Lutheran Hour. And so... They call it CPTLN here in uh, here in Latin America, all over Latin America. Cristo para todos las naciones. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they're our chief partner with uh, their director, Rafael Ruelas, and uh, one of our vicars uh, also works a lot with CPTLN. And um, so they they're very good at supplying resources for us and uh, helping to supplement our work at a lot of the churches, trying to provide programs for them and uh, support in whatever they can. And so they've just been uh, a wonderful partner uh, to us. And uh, also, Reverend Norman Finke uh, works primarily up at the border with a group called Kima, but they've also provided a lot of books for uh, all of our students and all of our churches here in Mexico City. So they've been, uh, he and his organization have been a great partner for us um, in our service, along with uh, the uh, other pastors of the, the Lutheran Synod of Mexico. There are four in total, and uh, they've been wonderful, and our, our three vicars are uh, fantastic, and we look forward to their service uh, here in Mexico as well. So, uh, yeah, lots of great partners, uh, lots of good help as well. What's the outlook? What, uh, what lies ahead as far as you can tell? Ooh, predicting the future. (laughs) Oh, I, uh, uh, I failed prophecy in uh, seminary, so I don't know how well that'll go, but, uh, no, uh, the outlook looks, really good. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of really great potential here in Mexico. Uh, of course there are, uh, some difficulties and setbacks, uh, especially with the understanding, uh, what makes you different than the Catholics is a, is a common, uh, uh, question that I get. Um, because the, the, the country is what 97, 98% Catholic. Uh, or at least everybody will claim Catholicism. And so uh, trying to make inroads to the people who don't know the gospel, uh, who don't know uh, Jesus, is um, uh, proving to be an interesting task, but uh, I think there are a lot of uh, people who need to hear about Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection for us. And so it's a... Finding those people, uh, that's going to be the trick because you can hardly go two blocks in the city without encountering a Catholic church or uh, the second largest Christian denomination, the Pentecostals. So trying to find the people who need to hear about Jesus is our is our main goal. And I think there's a lot of good, uh, good, uh, there's a lot of good stuff in the future, I think. My guess so today. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a slow uh, slow task. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight, but over 
several years, uh, I, I have a very good feeling about uh, missionary work in Mexico. And uh, God will make it prosper how he see fits. So. My guest today, the Reverend Andrew Schlund, serving the Lord in Mexico City. Thank you so much for sharing your story here on Faith and Family. Blessed to be here with you. Concordia University, Wisconsin and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu.